High tech isn't always Fix the best. Fix it up. <laughs> Fix it up. Boy, you're looking good. I don't know. Well, hello, everyone. Hope you're doing well. Oh, these guys are pretty lively, aren't they? Mm -hmm. I am so excited about the honors program. It's a big deal. I think it's really a thrill. And I'm, I'm excited about how many students have been taking some of our AP courses. This is going to make a, a real difference. And uh, one of the things really inspiring to me is the students that came in having been in special needs programs and really struggling, started to get moving forward, gained a little confidence, got some background, moved up into the normal mode, and then moved up into the, the honors mode. I, Amazing, actually. To me, that's the real goal and purpose of us all. So give it a try. Hope you really have a good time with that. Okay. Just think. I, I told Joshua and the guys, I said, you know what we really need? We need an honors program. Yeah. And lo and behold, here it is. <laughs> Just like that. The honors program. Just <laughs> like that. Isn't that amazing? Mm. Let's hear it for them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can do better than that. How about, lo and behold, here it is. You know, I have a real rascal, rowdy team that I work with, <laughs> and they do really strange things. All I have to do is just say, I need this, and lo and behold, there it is. <laughs> yes? And lo and behold, there she is. I love how you do that. You know, <laughs> they do things behind my back, but I have spies. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, I wonder if I could get Caleb to come up here from the control room. <laughs> Everybody needs to say hello to Caleb. Okay. Let's hear it for him. Here he comes. <laughs> so. How you doing? Did you read a mic? Uh, that's right. I guess we'll be sharing. <laughs> this is Caleb. So. How are things back in the control room? They're pretty great. <laughs> well, lo and behold. <laughs> do, you, do you want to tell us what's going on? Uh, so a little while ago, um, some of us um, came up with a running joke because very often on Science Live, we'll hear, lo and behold. <laughs> I believe it was uh, Naomi and Crystal who came up with the idea of putting a jelly bean in the jar every time we hear the phrase. <laughs> um, I'm being abused. <laughs> it's not enough for her. <laughs> we had a bit of a drought recently, oh. and, uh, but last week we received free lo and behold. So, <laughs> lo and behold, a tradition was born. So did they know anything about this? Okay, were you able to film it? A little bit. Okay, I said, you know what, if I happen to say that tonight, could you film it? And you know, there's no light back there. What'd you get? Can we see it? Yeah. But will she play it? <laughs> Tina, I order you to play it. <laughs> I love the science live. This is awesome. Lively science. Here we go. Okay, here it goes. Huh. Here it comes. 
she's erasing it. <laughs> okay. So I guess they're just not going to do it for us, are they? So what's it like back in the control room? You know, it's pretty wild back there, isn't it? What do you do back there? I run the main two cameras up there. With remote controls? Yes. Yeah, good. Okay, are we going to get this or not, you guys? We're just putting it in. <laughs> so they didn't know anything about this. And I'm not supposed to know anything about the jelly beans. <laughs> I think that I deserve the jelly beans. That's <laughs> my point of view. Yeah, I, I have everything under control around here, don't I? Okay, well, thank you. If, if they get this for us, it'd be great. But thank you for filming it. You, I hope you didn't get in trouble with them. Okay, <laughs> thank you. All right, there he is. So. So he's a student at IST, isn't he? He was up until <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, he's a great guy, and yeah. I really appreciate it. He's in our, our video filming editing team mm -hmm. and does a great job. But we're not going to give him any more time. We'll come back to you guys later, okay? If you get it, oh, do you, oh, do you have it, it now? Look, there it is. Can you see the studio? Let's bring it up. And lo and behold, here it is. <laughs> Just like that. Isn't that amazing? Let's hear it for him. He may get fired. He That's might. not very good filming. All right, well, lo and behold, huh? <laughs> I'm going to work on a new habit, something new to say. Okay? I think I like that habit. Uh, you like that habit? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, jelly bean, please. Okay. <laughs> well, we have some exciting things today, and I want to show you this contraption. Okay. This could be a new free energy machine, uh -huh. but it isn't. But it isn't. Well, maybe it is. <laughs> <laughs> Now, actually, uh, one of the interesting concepts is mechanical what? Movement. <laughs> Engineering. Mechanical advantage. Advantage. There's a way to get <laughs> mechanical advantage. I have a thing here that a scientist would call, or an engineer, a lever. So this lever has a fulcrum in the middle, and you see I can tilt it up and down, and out on the end, it has a weight. If I push this end down, the weight goes up, so I'm lifting the weight. And if you notice, the fulcrum is right in the middle of this, this rod. Okay. So if I push down and the weight goes up, I have to push with a force equal to the mass of the object. Does that make sense? You can say, I'm not getting any mechanical advantage. But if I move the rod down and put it on, oh, say like right here, now it's another story. I now am able to lift this weight with less force than the weight of the force. This is a lever on a fulcrum. And people do things like this to lift up a car, to lift up big rocks and do things. And the reason that it takes less weight to lift the weight is because, as you can see, when this goes up just one inch, 
I'm moving about 10 inches over here. And so that means that since I've got a lot of motion here, as I push it, it's much easier to push. Is that making any sense? This is called mechanical advantage, and it, it shows up in many, many places from a, a regular screw that we put into wood or to a, a, a hydraulic jack or, or many things. But it's something to know about and understand. The lever is kind of an interesting way to introduce it. But here is another way to study it. Here is a bigger weight, and you notice I have a pulley. If I pull on this string, the weight goes up. So I can lift it up and down. The force with which I have to pull, how hard I have to pull it, is exactly the same force I'd need if I just lift it with my hand. In other words, this pulley doesn't make it easier to pull. One good thing is I don't have to pull up because it turns the force and I can pull down, but I have no mechanical advantage here. There are many times when having mechanical advantage allows you to do things that you could not normally do. And in fact, this is a great opportunity for a science fair project. Mechanical advantage. And I'd like to now get into more advanced mode. Will you excuse me while I go over here? <laughs> of course. And if you would say Bye. no. Okay. <laughs> so here, I have a weight uh, hanging by these strings mm -hmm. that weighs one kilogram, 1,000 grams, which for you guys that uh, don't like metric, it's 2.54 pounds. This is a heavy weight. If you lift it, it's quite heavy. I also have a weight down here lower that is a half of a kilogram. It's 500 grams. That's this weight. If I lift this weight, you'll notice it makes the big weight go down. And when I just leave it, you'll notice the light weight pulls to the bottom and the big one floats. In other words, this 500 grams is lifting 1,000. That's mechanical advantage. How can you rig up something so that a half of a kilogram can lift a kilogram? Guys and ladies, some ladies, use this very technology, for example, to lift an engine out of a car when it needs to be repaired. There are so many things you can do with this, and I'd like to see if we can take just a couple minutes today and understand how it works. Now you notice I have pulleys again, only this time I have four pulleys on the bottom and four pulleys on the top, so I have eight pulleys. A pulley is a wheel with a bearing so that it'll turn. And I've threaded the string around, 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 and then tied it up here. So it starts here and it goes around, around, around. Remember, when I have a pulley over here, it didn't give me any mechanical advantage. I could lift it, but it was just as heavy as if I just lifted it up without the pulley. Why do I have mechanical advantage over here? And the answer, is kind of like the lever. Remember, I could lift with more force because I'm moving a long distance over here and that's moving a short distance. And so it allows me to put a lot more force into it and therefore be able to lift it. So in this case, 
a 500 gram weight can actually hold up that kilogram. Well, what if we take out this 500 gram rate, weight and replace it with a 200 gram weight? So I put it on here. Oh, oh, it's, it's not hit. Yes, it is. It's easy heavy enough. So 200 grams can lift 1,000 grams. That's four times as heavy, and this thing's lifting it. That's really amazing. How does it do it? Well, here is the secret. If you can see, there's some little black marks I put on this string. And as I lift this up, you can see that the, the device is going up and down. So there is one, one mark. It's just about an inch and a half. Can you see that? But in order to make this weight go an inch and a half, look how far I have to move this one. I have to move it eight times as far. And if you look, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight strings. And so as this pulley comes down, it has to wrap around, 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 around. And so that's why I have so much distance to pull it. And that's what gives me the mechanical advantage. Well, we tried 200. What if we try 100 grams? That would be, oh, guess what? It's now flying off. It, it won't go down. It's not enough weight. So let's go ahead and add a little bit more. If I add, so that's 100. Let's add, oh, this one happens to be mm -hmm, 50. 150, look, it's still heavier, isn't it? So let's take that off and put on a 20. So we've got a 20 grams here and 100, so it's 120. Oops, still wants to go up. So let's take off, or excuse me, let's keep the 20 on. 50 was too heavy, so let's also put on a 10. So now we have 130 grams. And guess what? It doesn't go up and doesn't go down. If I lift it, it will. If I pull it down, it'll stay there. So I finally found out how much weight it takes to lift 1,000 grams. And we can do it with 130 grams. And if you take 1,000 grams and divide it by eight, because there's eight strings on these moving pulleys, then lo and behold, you end up with almost exactly this weight. The only difference is the weight of the pulleys on top of it. So this is mechanical advantage. This is the stuff where you start saying, hey, sometimes I want to lift things that are bigger and heavier than me, and now we can do that. We like, as people, we like to be able to do things that are too big for us. <laughs> for example, uh, I once uh, went to an auction I went to the auction because I owned an airport. And they came to me and said, we want to have an equipment auction. Can we rent the land on your airport to have this auction? We're going to have everybody bring in construction equipment, and we're going to auction it, and we'll pay you a fee. So I said, sure. Well, they brought in all the equipment, and one of the machines they brought in was a D8 Caterpillar, a bulldozer. And I looked at that machine, and I thought, wow, now D8 is a big machine. It's not the biggest they make, but it's big. 
It is so big that the pistons are like this big around. And it's so big that you can't have a little starting motor. It had a thing called a pony motor. The pony motor was a, an engine the size that you'd put in your car. And what you do is you start the pony motor, and when it got running, then you would use it to start the big engine. I saw that bulldozer and I thought, I really need to drive that. <laughs> I really need, I, I just want, and so I, I started bidding. And the next thing I knew, I owned a D8 Caterpillar. I'd never driven one in my life, but it was right on my property. That's and right. so they took their machines away and I had more fun with this bulldozer. But the blade in front of the bulldozer, as best I recall, weighed about 100,000 pounds. Oh, goodness. And strong as I am, <laughs> I couldn't lift that blade. No? But on there are two hydraulic rams where they pump oil into these rams and the oil pushes out these mechanisms. And the same thing, mechanical advantage. A guy that's only as strong as me could open the valve to that oil and that blade would lift up. The things you can do with mechanical advantage, well, there are a lot of the reasons why our world is as interesting and wonderful as it is. Pulleys, mechanical advantage, an idea for the science fair. Coming to a school near you in the spring. Time to start thinking about your science fair project. If I were doing this as my science fair project, I'd be calculating, why is it this weight? And then I'd try and figure out, what could I do with this that would solve a problem? A problem in my life, a problem in someone else's life, and maybe the solution you find is something that someone's already invented. But that's all right, that's how you start. You start by inventing things that have already been invented and when you get good at it, then one of these times, you're gonna start inventing things that have never been seen before. That's what I-51 does, he invents things that have already been invented. <laughs> Is that he would like all bullies. you can think of? That he would like, he would like that. Speaking of R51, remember, you all know who R51 is. He's, he's a role, he's a drone. I mean, he's... The drone? He, well... A droid? Droid Android. drone. He's crazy. <laughs> but they, you know, he lives in Area 51. Yeah. He looks like me. Because, you know who R51 is. Well, we're not going to go into him tonight. But I do know that he left something for you. For me? That's why you brought it up, wasn't it? No, I was just thinking of how he copies and how he... Tina, do we have something from oh, R51 goodness. for her? Can we get a camera Here on Tina? Here it comes now. <laughs> what, what does that say? Can we get a close-up shot on that? What does it say right up here? Smart Homes Comp. Peugeot, two Peugeot from R51. Is this my Christmas present? <laughs> I don't think he understands Christmas, but you know, whatever. Is Tina going to unwrap it? Can we have her unwrap it? No, I think you should. Here you go. So, uh, so it says ethical online AI systems through conscious design on the back. 
Now we're going to see how you professionally unwrap a professionally wrapped gift. <laughs> what could it be? I have no idea. <laughs> hug me? It says hug me. <laughs> All right. Moving right along. He left that for me. You're gonna have you're gonna have a wonderful a wonderful Christmas, aren't you? I'm happy okay. Now. Well, we, we do need to move on because we have other stuff okay. we really want to get into. A lot of students have been asking about IST. Mm-hmm. IST is the Institute of Science and Technology. It is the birthplace of Acellus. IST is a university. It's a university that was established in 1985. I was one of the four founders that established the university. And the idea was to make a school that's different. Uh, We wanted to make a school that was going to be more about doing and less about a lot of bookwork. And you know, you, you have to master the basics, mathematics, science, chemistry, et cetera, to, to do things in, in science and engineering. But there are a lot of occupations where a person prepares by actually doing it. For example, Caleb, who we saw a minute ago, is studying to be a video editor and a filmmaker. And so he actually films teachers that are teaching Acellus courses in in one of our many studios. At any rate, uh, IST has been around these many years, almost 40 years now, and it has grown slowly and and carefully. We have students that have studied at IST from all over the world. We have a little bit different model than most schools uh, in many, many ways. But since there's many people saying, well, what is IST? I asked the uh, Tobias's film crew, by the way, in case everybody doesn't know, Tobias is the head of all the filming and, and production, video production at IST. All of the courses are filmed by him and his team. But I asked him if he could put together for me just a short video to let uh, you students see what IST is all about. So. He actually put together two short videos. One is about student life at IST. And that wasn't gonna be part of the program, but I saw it and I think it's kind of fun. This kind of shows you where where the dorms are and where people stay here on the campus. Mm -hmm. And then the second one is about uh, what we actually do. I think I'm gonna start with the the student life Mm -hmm. at IST. So here's what it's like for the guys that are coming here. And by the way, the students at IST are the secret behind many of the magic things in the Solace courses. So these are the two dormitories. And there's the crosswalk. 
The campus is across Ambassador Drive from the dorms. We have two beautiful lakes on the campus. Here's our main two campus buildings. And here's the Catalyst Restaurant. Operated by wonderful students. And hungry students. <laughs> we try to serve delicious and healthy food. And boy, we eat fast. <laughs> We do have our very own Starbucks because <laughs> space is, you know, stars. Here's a fun thing. This is three-man chess. This we call the Peugeot Club. Yeah. And it's a fun place. Now this is the gym. It's in our building. And a lot of guys uh, are trying to keep our energy budget down by generating our own power. <clears throat> and the lockers. And here is the Science Live. We're now in the Science Live control room. And these are the Science Live victims. Now that's, that's what it's like back there. And there's Matthew laughing. Okay, so you see the campus, see the buildings, that is student life at IST. Yeah. Now I want to go on and I want to show you more of the academic thing. We teach a lot of things uh, and it's a, Dr. Monet is one of our graduates here at IST in electrical engineering. We, we teach things in a different way, we have a different motivation and goal. Our goal is to actually create technologies to go to market. And uh, as you know, I was mentored by Bill Lear. And uh, the whole idea of IST is it's more of a mentoring program. We like to develop new, real, useful technologies like Acellus and like many other things in hydrogen and computers and networking, et cetera. And the idea is we actually try to support students that have good ideas, they, they form teams, and if everything works out really right, which it does on many projects, the research they do will turn into a company when they graduate, and so they'll actually become the owners, the presidents, and officers of, of new companies that are, are emerging. So let's take a look at the IST educational program. Same crosswalk. <laughs> and this is driving into the main campus. You see the two hydrogen cars in the lobby. First hydrogen car and the first fuel cell car. This is the programming team's area. These are the guys that actually write the code to make the cellus work. Look how good looking they are. <laughs> and they're smart. Well, yes, they're very smart. <laughs> this is the team that works with our thousands of schools that are using the cells, our, our support team for schools. 
And now this is the support team for, whoops, it was for Solace Academy. And this is our cadre of wonderful educators, of teachers. These are where the people work that are making the courses, writing the assessments. If they're too hard, those are the people to be unhappy with. And some of these people you recognize as teachers in your class. The building is separated in two parts, and that's the passageway that connects. Now we're looking in the data center of the servers. This is where we store your student data. We actually have four data centers, so we make four copies of everything that happens because we don't want to lose anything. Now we're in the video production area where the courses are filmed. There's Titus, and look, there's Alec. There's Olivia. Yeah, look at all these. And there he is. <laughs> None less than Caleb, huh? There's Olivia. There's Bella. This is makeup. And here is one of our favorite amazing teachers at work. So these are the guys that are working on the new 3D animation. And now we're jumping over to the hydroponics laboratory where we're learning how to grow food with digital lighting. And here's our computer manufacturing equipment. This is where we make the digital lighting and our networking boards and many things. This is brand new state-of-the-art stuff, the best you can buy, and our students were at. Now this is a, a laser cutter. This thing uses a laser beam to cut through steel and you'll see here in a minute that we're gonna cut through a plate. It'll, it'll cut through a plate of steel, half inch thick. Here it's doing a thin piece. If you look, it's actually cutting parts out of this using the laser beam. And here's the brilliant guys that design what to cut out. And here are our twin robots. We, we have one we call the girl and one we call the guy. And the girl is gonna go over and pick up a piece to make a STEM lab. She's gonna give it to the guy he takes it over to the brake and sticks it in there and he bends it into the shape we need. These are very good robots. They do whatever we program to do. Now this is the most expensive 3D printer in the world. This prints tungsten carbide and stainless steel and it uses a, an amazing process to be able to make 3D parts that are able to do amazing things. And it's, it's wonderful that students can get exposure to this kind of equipment because it's, it's the latest series. Here it is actually making the part. It puts a very thin layer of powder out first and then it uses these energy beams to actually melt it in, into the part it's supposed to be. Now the part's made and this is where we clean it up, separate it from the powder. These are little trees we printed out of out of metal and other parts. Additive manufacturing is very important. Here's one, we print a little cube. It's all one piece and it's kind of neat just to show what can be done. This is the machine that puts the coating of titanium nitride on our gold keys so that they're gold and so they don't rub off. And here we are now back to the laser, laser 3D printer. 
So you're saying there's a lot of equipment, and yes, there are fish in that pond. <laughs> and yes, we do catch them. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now everybody knows about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's really neat. Yeah, I'll clap for that. So um, maybe we ought to ask you a little bit about your experience here. When you came, first came to IST, did you think you were going to be an engineer? I knew I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Um, my mentor helped me see that I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but you enjoy it, don't you? I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I don't think you thought you could. I don't think I but could. But then you found out that you could, and you're mm -hmm. very good at it. Uh, what else would you tell our students about the learning experience here? It really broadens um, the way you see the world because you are exposed to a lot of different things. And one thing that um, is impossible to do is when you're around people who are excited about life and people who see life um, as an engineer like Dr. Billings, you're always looking to see how it's done and why it's done. And you're, you're exposed to a lot of different um, technologies, a lot of different ways of seeing things and doing things. And um, I still consider myself um, a life student. Not a live student, a life student. Science life student. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm continually learning. And I think that's one of the things that um, going to IST made me be, is, is that. That's good. And we should be. In fact, I think the, the main thing we should learn at a university is that we can learn mm -hmm. how to learn, how to learn quickly and effectively because in this world, you have to continually learn yeah. to be able to keep up and make contributions. Uh, we are right now starting to take applications for next school year, which will start in September of 2024. And I will say, we really love Acellus Academy graduates because they do really well. Uh, I can see why the other universities like them too. And some of the biggest universities, most prestigious universities, are giving scholarships to Acellus Academy students. And you know, every one of you that studies here is going forth to build the reputation of our school right. to the benefit of all. But if anyone is interested in an engineering type uh, future where you are more like an entrepreneur and where you're going to actually be involved in these kinds of projects, and uh, a lot of our programs are less about just plain book learning and more about actually learning how to do video editing or do uh, the different types of, of operating equipment, et cetera. We have very good programs in that area. For those of you that want to get into programming, I think we're doing some of the most exciting things in programming anywhere that I'm aware of. So um, you might want to consider uh, IST. Uh, if you do have questions, feel free to reach out to us. We, we usually have a situation where we have a lot more students than we have room. Uh, probably because our scholarship program is quite aggressive and so we, we right now are not pushing the information uh, out publicly very much because 
it's really hard to tell people no. But uh, those of you that are part of Celis Academy that would like to consider studying here, you might uh, give us a shout out and say you'd like to know more about the programs and we'll see that, that we get you the information, okay? We do have a special program also that uh, I'll just mention. Uh, for the last year of high school, uh, we have a dual enrollment program where if, if it's right for you and, and you know your family agrees with this idea uh, and you're accepted in the program, you can actually come to Kansas City and do your last year of high school and your first year of college the same year. And so uh, we call that a dual enrollment program and it's a good way for some that want to get, get ahead in school. Well, we've used up our time. I uh, want to thank all of you for uh, getting ready for such amazing science fair projects next spring. <laughs> and we'll see you next time. Study hard. <laughs>